We, the public, want to thank the frontline workers that have been risking it all the most in order to protect us during this pandemic. The fact checkers. Thank you, fact checkers, for protecting us from free speech, our own thinking, and diversified perspectives. We, the public, know we're simply not intelligent enough to think for ourselves let alone to decide what we think is true. You treat us like helpless children as you hold our hands and tell us what to do and think. Because we are. Your authoritarian use of absolute words like facts and truth helps us discount our own thinking while giving you power over us to protect us. And it reminds us of how Catholic priests used authoritarian words like God in order to have power over little boys to protect them. Luckily, there's no examples of this strategy being used in harmful ways. So we'll keep trusting you. You have an outstanding human achievement where you have never made a single mistake in knowing what the facts are. You also have a 100% accuracy rate in pointing out other people's mistakes. That literally makes you perfect. And if we didn't know any better, we'd think that's too good to be true. Your commitment to abolishing all points of view that don't come from you is inspiring. At an intuitive level, all people know that living in a society where only one point of view is allowed and it's imposed on them while all other points of view are exterminated will be a happy, prosperous society. History has taught us that over and over. Fact checkers, most of us have never spoken a single thought that's been scientifically validated as true. So please accept our public apology for having the audacity to think, let alone speak, without your permission. With your continued help, pretty soon we won't be thinking at all or allowed to speak. We know that factcheck.org is controlled by the Annenberg family, but what isn't public knowledge is that Walter Annenberg was a mob bookie and that the Annenberg family has direct connection to Anthony Fauci, George Soros, and Bill Gates Sr. Huh, there they all are in a picture together. Therefore, those who are trying to control the narrative control the fact checkers who are helping control the narrative. But because this isn't public knowledge, we the public don't have knowledge of it because we're too stupid. Fact checkers, if it's not too much to ask, we pray that you extend your chokehold of fact checking into realms beyond basic speech. Music, art, and books are all based on perspectives, not facts. Therefore, we need you to protect us from these sources of inspiration, because without you, we'll continue to be pulled to them while mistakenly believing they're making our lives better. As we, the public, assume the posture of apologizing for even existing, please accept our gratitude for your sacrifices in serving our country and gracing us with the divinity of your absolute truth. Fact checkers, without your guidance, we, the public, would be constantly walking into traffic, stumbling into free speech, and getting infected with a diversity of ideas. Thank you for your service. Hey, everybody, hope you're doing good. Happy Saturday night. Let me say hey to a couple people here that are watching. Hey, Kathy. Hey, Lynn from church. Kathy S., glad you're on. Hey, Rosalie, glad you're on. Hey, Robin B., glad you're on. Hey, Ryan A., Glad you're on with the fire. Love you, man. Hey, Randy P. Love you, brother. Hey, Robin B. Glad you're on. 
And bless you guys. Hey, Tom, God bless you, my brother. Love you, man, up north. Hey, Renee H., glad you're on. Renee W.H., glad you're on. Hey, Johnny, God bless you. Johnny R., hey, Fred H., Andre O., God bless you guys. Hey, Janice T., Paul A., Sherry from church, love you. Hey, Kevin H., Peter J., God bless you guys. Glad you're all on. Hey, Barbara R., God bless you. From Myrtle Beach, love you. Hey, Stephanie H., God bless you guys. Glad you're on with me tonight. All right, we're hopping right to it. This is from an Abigail uh, Maroney tweet. It's Joe Joe Biden forecasting his, his perceived future. Not ours, his perceived future. Play it for me. I took it to instill public confidence in the vaccine. President-elect Harris took it, took hers today for the same reason. And when the president's doctors recommend it, President Trump should take it. And it's still the same degree of confidence. <laughs> Did everybody hear what he said? Once again, this is not the first. He called Kamala Harris the president-elect. Kind of strange, is it not? I mean, you could call it coincidence, or you could call it maybe the ramblings of a fading old man. But however, isn't it, I don't know how many times it's been that he said the Harris-Biden ticket President-elect Harris. Now, just for fun, I put together a little montage for you. Play the first one. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Next. Rock and I think it's a right for people to have bad care. <laughs> and if we do, and I'm sure we can, we can proclaim the promised. That's a promise to wrote these following words. True international effort to pressure. <laughs> uh, you know what? You got to have fun doing this. If you're not laughing, listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You got to laugh through this stuff. All right, Joel Fisher tweet. All right, breaking news. Ukraine confirms Joe Biden, well, Biden confirms Biden corruption in press conference released December 25th, Christmas Day. How nice of him. Over one hour long with bank records and witness. This is truly a big deal. Here's about place. Yeah, start right there. Here's Read it. Read it. Новые записи разговоров пятого президента Украины Петра Порошенко и экс-вице-президента США Джо Байдена, свидетельствующие о внешнем управлении. Также мы обнародуем колоссальные коррупционные оборудки на закупках угля и газа, из-за которых украинцы платят на треть выше коммунальные тарифы. В этих оборудках участвовали на тот момент высшие должностные лица Украины, Okay, again, 52 years old, and this has been a year of, I've never seen these things before. I've never seen a president-elect ever with this level of corruption being ushered into the White House. I Listen, just so everybody knows, I don't believe that Biden will be president on January 20th. I do not. But just for the sake, it's just easier to continue and continuing to say that in denial, just to speak in their Democratic Party reality for a moment. I've never seen somebody ever. I mean, have you ever, think about it. 52 years here, there's some people younger, some people older watching. Have you ever seen in the history of your life where somebody's been quote unquote elected president and you have a government alleging such corruption going on 
within that person's life. Never seen it before. And that's just the tip of the spear. All right, Dan Bongino tweet. Tweet up first. Dan Bongino writes. Oh, did we, oh yeah, we didn't have the tweet. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Dan Bongino writes. It's actually good because there's a cuss word in it. He says, what in the Hades is this bleep? And this is out of Canada. This is Canadian police stormed an illegal gathering of six people. Now, this is where we're at now. And we need to listen. We, we don't need to embrace where we're at, but we need to acknowledge where we're at. This is Canadian police, our neighbors to the north, an alleged democracy storming an illegal gathering of six people in a got-to-know home after a neighbor, This again, not embracing where we're at, but acknowledging where we're at. How did the police find out? A neighbor reported their own neighbor that they had six people in the house. Play it for me. No, 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 business everybody you know see my shirt right here we're not so now i know this is canada and i would just be attacking canada right now or canadian police and again i know i'll see a lot of familiar names on here hey gene glad you're on hey clyde glad you're on amber glad you're on hey joan p love you glad you're on president-elect o'rourke <laughs> glad you're on i love that stuff hey ricky k glad you're on the thing is i see a lot of familiar faces and i know that i'm preaching to the choir but as a cop, as I was, a, you know, I was a cop from 1992 to 2017, straight 25 years in a day, I would be attacking Canadian police or the Canadian government government exclusively. But that exact same thing has happened hundreds and hundreds of times right here in the good old United States of America. What we do, usually Canada does. It's just the way that it's going. Six people in a house reported by their neighbors, six people, what gathering against COVID laws. 
laws that did not exist for, before 2020. I wonder if the police would be that fervent. I wonder if they'd actually be that fervent if they were going into a child molester's ring. All right, Allison Pearson tweet. Speaking of COVID, how has Wuhan achieved this without a vaccine? Anyone wants the coronavirus epicenter? Thousands pack Wuhan, China, and let go of balloons to celebrate the new year. Play it for me. Here's Wuhan. Not a whole lot of problems there with COVID. Oh, look at everybody. Could you be any closer together? Just curious. Could you be lots of balloons out? Could you be any closer together than they are right now? There it is, epicenter. Yeah, he doesn't have his mask over his nose. Violator, violator. He's going to be dead soon. Right? There's Wuhan, China. Absolutely no vaccine. Celebrating their new year. There we go. All right, you can bring it back to me. So there, that's Wuhan, China. I put the, I put a video out. It was months ago where they had a massive dance party around a pool with thousands and thousands of people. Not masked at all. But here we are. In the United States, led by the demon rat party, strap on a mask. And here's a new concept that I came up with this week. If you have a mask on your face, other than when you're forced to, like when you have to fly, you are flying the Democratic Party flag. You are flying the globalist flag. I don't care what label. I don't care if you call yourself a Christian, a churchgoer, a Republican, a conservative. If you strap that mask on when you're not absolutely obligated to do so. And what I mean by obligated is to go on somebody else's private property, not government property, not where the government says that you have to wear it, but when you're on somebody else's private property and they deem it that you have to wear a Democratic Party flag, a mask. If you're donning it any other place, you are wearing the flag of the opposition. Just know this. All right, Rodney Howard Brown tweet. America's pastor, the best pastor in America, Rodney Howard Brown. He puts on there, lunacy. You may need a COVID-19 passport to travel or gather in 2021. Now, this is a New York Post. You can bring it back to me. You can just, bring it, you just go back and forth, Tom. This is a New York Post article. I'm going to read it to you. Everybody stay with me. I know it's not a video, but stay with me, even though my head's down reading an article to you. At some point, I'll have them on the screen. I could have done it this time. I should have gotten it done. But I'm going to read this article to you. It won't take me but a minute. But you need to hear this now. If you're a believer in the Bible, if you're a believer in the Word of God, and you're a believer in Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free or slave, to receive a mark on their forehead, on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You need to hear this. Don't turn away because it's not a pic or a video. New York Post, this is from 1229, you know, just two days ago. When it comes to traveling in 2021, you, may, you might have to remember to bring two passports. Several companies are developing a passport, are developing passport apps that can vouch for a person's coronavirus vaccine and test statuses. The verification could then be used for traveling on planes or attending large gatherings as, such as concerts, reported CNN. One such passport developed by the Common Trust Network is partnering with airlines, including JetBlue, United Virgin, Swiss Airlines, Cathay Pacific, Cathay Pacific, Lufthansa, and hundreds of health systems in the U.S. and Aruba. Called the Common Pass app, users can upload a COVID-19 test result or eventually proof 
from, med- from a medical professional that they received both doses of the vaccine. Not one dose, both doses of the vaccine. That's how this, this app will be. This is the knowledge that this app will have. Instead of revealing personal information, the app would generate a certificate in the form of a QR code. Don't worry. This you know, Again, mask-wearing, church-deserting Christians. Not, church, not, not churches that deserted you. But ones like right here in Inglewood, Florida that never closed, that you left on over, over Romans 13. Remember this. Maybe you ought to crack the Bible instead of your own feelings tonight. Instead of revealing personal information, the app would generate a certificate in the form of a QR code. Oh, no, that, that none may buy or sell except one who has the, the mark of the beast or the number of his name. No, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. This has nothing to do with that, right? The app would also list the health requirements at the traveler's departure and arrival destination. So this will tell you what the requirements are for you to get there. You can be tested. You can be tested every time you cross a border. You cannot be vaccinated every time you cross the border, said the common project spokesperson Thomas Crampton. They're not only they're not the only ones looking to the future of ga- of gathering in tight spaces. IBM is developing a digital health pass. Don't let this concern you, soccer moms. Don't let this concern you. Just get your fruit roll-ups. Just get, you know, make your reservations at the next whatever ball tournament you're playing at that your kids are in. Just put that all aside. Strap your masks on in the stands. It's a Democratic Party, globalist George Soros, Bill Gates, right on your face, along with the word lie. Hey, you call yourself an evangelical Christian. Blow it all off because IBM is developing a digital health pass which would allow venues to set health requirements for entry. Just don't worry, you know, just keep on going to your capitulating COVID-clumping church. For some of you who don't attend my church, what I mean by COVID-clumps are the idiotic, and yes, I said, listen, it's time for half measures, half truths, and non-straight language to be thrown out and use the words that actually apply. If you go to an idiotic church that puts you in COVID clumps when you walk in there, they separate you out, you have to bring your own lawn chair, and you sit in the household that you live in, and it's a no-touch service, and I don't care whatever level it's at. I don't care if you're, you know, well, we don't have to bring our own chairs, but we still have to sit in clumps and social distance. Do you see the footage from New Year's Eve? I'll show it to you in a minute. They had people in their own little boxes on New Year's Eve in Times Square. Do you look like that, Christian? Do you not think this has anything to do with the book of Revelation at all when you're talking about a digital health pass? And yet there you are. Still driving around, you're watching football games, oh, national championship, play NFL playoffs, nobody in the stands, coaches wearing masks and spit shields, and you're you're already you're being acclimated. And you don't think, you don't think, as you are being acclimated, you got your you're obedient, you're an ankle grabber, you're obedient. You don't think you're gonna take the mark of the beast? Really? Really? they anything they ask, you've done already. Everything they've asked you've done, Pastor. You closed your church. You put out your alcohol gel stations. You had your churches out, church services out in a parking lot. Everybody separated in their car. And you put it out online so they could all listen to it on the radio station. Like a good little obedient sheep that you are. And you think you won't take the mark of the beast? You see something like digital health pass and it doesn't rivet your soul? 
It doesn't bother you at all? Doesn't bother you at all, soccer mom? Doesn't bother you at all, soccer dad, church attender, hyper grace, hyper love, church attender? This doesn't bother you? Because you've been listening to so many non-biblical sermons for so long. It's you're in big trouble. You had better let this rivet your soul. IBM is developing a digital health pass, which would allow venues, and these, and these articles are all over the place, which would allow venues to set health requirements for entry. So what are you going to do when they tell you, no baseball for you, no football for you, no, no uh, cheerleading or what volleyball for you, unless you come in with your digital health pass that says you receive both doses of the vaccine. Well, you know, we don't see anything wrong with the vaccine. Okay, yeah, all right, go ahead. And then someday when they put a little barcode on your forehead, you'll take that too. As for me and my house, We'll serve the Lord. We'll, we will civilly disobey. I will never take a vaccine. I will never close my church. I will never social distance. You can social distance from me all you want. You don't want to stand next to this chubby, chubby preacher? Then don't stand next to the chubby bearded preacher. I don't care. I'm not social distancing. Which will allow venues to set health requirements for entry, such as a negative test, vaccination, and a temperature check. Results could be stored in a digital wallet. This doesn't bother you at all, does it? And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that none may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. It is the number of a man, and that number is 666. Everybody thinks 666 is the number of Satan. It is not. It is the number of a man. It is a globalist number. And if this stuff does not rivet your soul, you are not in connection with the Holy Spirit right now. Your God is this world. Understand that if it doesn't bother you. This is going on. This is from the Jerusalem Post. Israel Health Minister confirmed on Wednesday that coronavirus green passports are on their way. Don't let that bother you, super soccer quarantine mom and dad. Don't let it bother you. It's how they, they attempted it in France, and God bless the French. Their, their government tried to exclude the parliament and issue. And by the way, these green passports that are put out in Israel, by the way, this is already happening in Israel. Jerusalem Post. It's already happening. It's not tomorrow. It's happening now. Now. Facts. Now. And, and France tried it, and they all call it green passport. You know who else calls these things green passports? The CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. But again, get your fruit, you know, fruit roll-ups together. Your juice boxes. Sign up for the next baseball, football, or volleyball tournament, and don't worry about it. Right? What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Yeah, you're gaining the world. Congratulations. And they tried it in France too. And they even called it a green passport there. And their country, the French, who we've had to save in two world wars, but also saved our butts in 776. They rose up and actually stopped it. And by the way, you're going to need to do that too. Have you seen the title of tonight's podcast? Take a stand. Have some guts and take a stand. 
Stop wearing the Democratic Party globalist flag on your face. All right, Donald J. Trump tweet. We haven't, why haven't they done signature verification in Fulton County, Georgia? Why haven't they deducted all the dead people uh, who voted, illegals who voted, non-Georgia residents who voted, and tens of thousands of others who voted illegally from the vote tally. Just a small portion of those vo- of these votes give us a big and conclusive win in Georgia. Have they illegally destroyed ballots in Fulton County? After many weeks, we don't yet have even have a judge to hear this large-scale voter fraud case. The only judge seems to be Stacey Abrams' sister. That's absolute fact. You will hear it. I'll see it because I... I I follow so many political sites on Twitter that I get the liberal ones too. And I read what the liberals put out so I know what they're putting out. They're always putting out, though, that Trump has lost another case. Trump has never had a case heard yet. Not one heard yet. And ask yourself those questions on there. Put that tweet back up, Tom, for me. As quick as you possibly can. There you go. Why haven't they done signature verification in Fulton County? Why haven't they why haven't they done signature verification in the controversial county that one allegedly quote unquote won the state? Why have they not let's just use I'll use this for conversation uh, conversation where you bring it back to me. Why have they not deducted? They know for a fact that 10,000 people that were dead voted almost exclusively for Joe Biden. Why were how, why haven't all those been deducted, Brian Kemp? Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State. Why? And there's ten, there's tens of thousands of others that were almost exclusively for Joe Biden. Why haven't they been deducted? Why, I mean, what is going on? Why wouldn't they be deducted? Why would Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp and the state legislature certify these elections? Why? Because they have no guts. They're geldings. You think about, why would, would 10,000 dead people voting not be taken off the voter rolls? Why? I, there's no explanation at all. All right, Tim Pool tweet. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I love this. Portland voted for this. That's absolutely correct. They had a chance. They could have voted all of this out. But yet, you know what? Portland, Oregon, the entire state, they voted for more and more and more and more and more of this. It's time to get away from these cities. He's absolutely correct. Tim Pool himself has been, Tim Pool is a moderate, leans right, but is a moderate, in part, very partially leans right. He has bailed on his big city. He lives in an undisclosed location in the middle of nowhere. It's time to, it's absolutely true. He doesn't even say on his podcast where he's at. It's time to get away from these cities. It is. It is time. They voted it back in in 2020. We supported them all throughout 2020. It is time to pull the plug on it. It's done. We're done. Play the video for me. Get that one to the ground right in front of you. There you go. Get it right in the face. There you go. She'll stop now. There we go. There we go. Done. I'm done. I don't... People are, There's conservatives there. Well, you know what? It's time to move. You can't say that our whole life... Listen. 
If you're a cop who's working in Portland, what I'll get to in a minute, you're a fool. You better get the heck out of here. Now, this is the Washington Examiner tweet. Speaking of Portland, here's the illustrious mayor, Teddy Wheeler, who's been the person uh, that's been in charge of Portland now for all summer for 150-plus days or 100-plus days of rioting. He's done nothing. Remember, he went out and marched with them, got tear-gassed with them, has been a vocal supporter, has never said anything like Black Lives Matter is socialist, Black Lives Matter is evil, Antifa's evil, Antifa's socialist. Nothing, he said, nothing. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, my good faith efforts to de- at de-escalation have been met with ongoing violence. Remember, he turned down all of President Trump's assistance. Play the video for me. My good faith efforts at de-escalation have been met with ongoing violence and even scorn from radical Antifa and anarchists. In response, it will be necessary to use additional tools and to push the limits of the tools we already have to bring the criminal destruction and violence to an end. Lawlessness and anarchy come at great expense and with great risk to the future of our community. It's time to push back harder against those who are set on destroying our community and to take more risks in fighting lawlessness. In closing, once again, I condemn anyone who engages in violence or criminal destruction, no matter what their ideology. All right, so where was this 150 days ago, Ted? Your city's gone. It's gone. Have you seen, anybody ever seen the pictures of people, the video of people driving down downtown Portland? The city is gone. New York City is gone. Portland's gone. Seattle is gone. They're gone. They, it is absolutely dating myself here, but like road warrior Mad Max time in those places. They're gone. Let's look at Nancy. Let's look at Nancy Pelosi's garage door. Put that up there for me. Here's a tweet. Anomaly. I'm more outraged by the lockdowns killing the country and the fact that her political side made excuses for these people. From Richard Grinnell, this violence is unacceptable. At Speaker Pelosi's house in California is reportedly vandalized. We should be outraged by these acts. That's a pig. Put it back up there. That's a pig head on the ground there. See that? I don't know if it's real or not. That's a pig head on the ground. 2K, cancel rent, we want everything. Well, that sounds just like the Democratic Party, does it not? Cancel rent, we want it. You can bring it back to me. Cancel rent, we want everything. That sounds just like the Democratic Party. That's what she's espoused. Now, I've been saying this, and so have all you that are watching. You know, this is going to come knocking on your own door. If you espouse lawlessness, It doesn't matter whether you're espousing liberal lawlessness, thinking that they'll never come for you because you're liberal. They will. Lawlessness is lawlessness. Eventually they come for those that are putting out any laws, Nance. And they just did for you. This is from Gateway Pundit. Another wave of Portland police quit amid massive spike in shootings and stabbings. Fire department responding to 10 plus homeless tent fires a day in Portland. And here's Ted Wheeler coming out. Oh, we're going we're gonna to step it up. Oh, good, Ted. Where was that 150 days ago, you moron? Since the protests, I mean, that's what, that's what they are. Tom, you're a pastor of a church you shouldn't call. Why? Why shouldn't I call somebody a moron? Why? I'm not cussing. They're a moron. 
They're stupid. They're idiotic. That's what they are. I'll say it about my own. Pastors who close their churches are moronic to listen to these people. The Ted Wheelers of the world, the Andrew Cuomos, the Joe Bidens, the Kamala Harris's with their Democratic Party lies across their face, masked as COVID. They're the ones telling you to do this. Well, Donald Trump said stuff too. I'll cover Donald Trump. There's a, Listen, I'm no Trump sycophant at all. I vote Donald Trump because he's pro-life. And I love Donald Trump as a president. I think he's done a good job. Not a good job on vaccines. Not a good job in some ways on COVID. A horrible job on debt. So see, that's a principled man. I'm not a narrative-driven man. But back to Portland. Since the protests and riots started in June, 74 officers have left the Bureau and another up to 32 are expected to leave by the end of January. Good! Officers, get out of the... What are you going to do if you're involved in a deadly incident? You're, you're involved in a deadly use of force incident. You think Ted Wheeler's going to back you up or stick you in a prison for the rest of your life to never see your family again? Think, oh, they'll never do that. Democrats are evil. Tommy can't say not all Democrats are evil. Yeah, I can. Bull crap. Democrats are evil. They butcher the unborn. They don't know what sex they are. They're pro-lawlessness. They endorse rioting. They are closed down this country. They're, they're obliterating small businesses and building up giant institutionalized business with Amazon and Walmart. The drive out. That, so what will, you know what will happen when all the small businesses are closed? Just like Facebook can demonetize and deplatform when, when you only have one place to go and buy food. One to two, Walmart or Amazon, and they're clinched together like this. And they say, you know what? You said something that was anti-homosexual. You're banned from getting food. Oh, that couldn't happen. Oh, really? Do I need to go back to the book of Revelation 13 and 16? He causes all, 13, 16 through 18. He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their forehead or on their right hand, right? They have a thousand and one positions, police officer positions in Portland. And right now they have uh, existing a hundred some odd vacancies. One tenth, at least a tenth is gone. And the Bureau might be down 20% of its normal force. Get out of there. Plenty of police jobs in Texas. Plenty of police jobs right here in Florida. All right, Sean Spicer tweet. Dems not wasting any time getting ready to spend. Get ready now. This is a nice long story. House rules would exempt. Look at that. House rules would exempt coronavirus. 99.9% survivable virus and climate bills from budget limits. There would be no budget limits whatsoever for any bills having to do with climate and coronavirus. Now bring this back to me. I'm going to show you some clips from Sky News, some of the best clips around. You need to understand something. Coronavirus and climate change are like this. Just like climate change, just like voter fraud and coronavirus are like this. Coronavirus was used to usher in voter fraud, election fraud. Because it said, you know what, everybody, we're going to have to stay away. So you're going to have to do mass mail-in ballots. So in like Pennsylvania, they sent out 1.8 million mail-in ballots and received 2.5 million back. That's just great voter turnout. No, that's impossible voter turnout. In order, to, in order to vote mail-in, you have to apply for the mail-in ballot, which was never applied for. So there's 700,000 unanswerable votes. 
unable, uh, invalid votes. I'm trying to think of the right word. Invalid votes in the state of Pennsylvania. Why is that not overturned? It should be insulated. Overturn it. Well, we can't. That will violate our democracy. What democracy do you have? Now, what, 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 what violation? This is what you hear the Democrats say all the time. What, vi- what are you violating when you take illegality and judge it correctly? How is that violating a democracy? What is a democracy worth if it's based on fraudulent balloting and fraudulent elections? But if you attack that fraudulentness, you're attacking the integrity of our elections. There is no integrity to attack. But all of this works together. See, you think that COVID just came out of nowhere. No, 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 no. This all works together. The same things that they were trying to get done via climate crisis, that none of their predictions ever come true. Al Gore said New York would be underwater right now. It's not. And Miami would be underwater. It's not. So they had to switch to something else. And it all works together. Play the first video for me. With quasi-fascism. I spoke a couple of weeks ago here about the disturbing trend among many of the world's left-wing elites to increasingly conflate COVID-19 with climate change. With many going so far as to suggest that all the measures applied to the coronavirus, the lockdowns, the destruction of businesses, the suppression of dissent, curfews, strong-arm police tactics, should become the new normal for dealing with climate change. And indeed, that is precisely what the next World Economic Forum is planning to do, to convince governments, with the help of big business and big tech, to bring about something deeply, deeply sinister called the Great Reset. The what? Precisely, it sounds kind of crazy enough, but it is a program designed to strip us of all our fundamental democratic rights in favour of a new form of society as dictated by the elites. First of all, here's a bit of the official promo ad for the Great Reset. You bring it back to me real quick. There we go. I know we're going to go a little longer, but now what you'll hear in the mainstream media is that the Great Reset is some sort of conspiracy theory brought on by people like me and probably people like you. It that's their website. That's their ad. There's a website called the Great Reset, funded by lots of multinational, multi-billionaire companies and probably governments. I don't know about the government part with huge names behind it 
like Prince Charles, Klaus Schwab, huge names, the World Economic Forum, the World Bank, everything backs the Great Reset. But yet you will hear on CNN and MSNBC that there is no such thing. I mean, it's absolutely, you have to depend on galactic ignorance, purposeful stupidity to put that information out and actually believe that people will not find out about the Great Reset. But people don't even look it up. The church closed. This is going on the church. The people are supposed to be the most on top of things that hold the very sword of the spirit, the Bible, in their hand out of Ephesians chapter 6, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. They hold it in their hands and don't see this and will believe what there's. I have friends of mine that watch NBC for their news and they're conservatives. They're still lost in the fact that, you know what, Walter Cronkite and his ilk are still out there. They're not. And Walter Cronkite was a lib hack. They were just were more moderate back then. Little less evil than they are now. This is for real. That's their website. That's their advertisement, not mine. I'm not making that up. All right, play the next one for me. At the push of a button. And just like that, everything in the world is made right and pure again. The Great Reset. What could be simpler? The World Economic Forum in January 21, which will serve as a global summit devoted to the Great Reset. This summit will bring the decision makers physically to Davos, but it will be interconnected with a virtual twin summit driven by the young generation, our global shapers. They will integrate over 400 hubs into the dialogue hey, of pause Davos. Pause for me right there, Tom. Just leave it on the screen. Now, I want everybody to see behind them, what's the names? World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. This is the, this is their back. You spend, I just spent a lot of money on a screen like that that we're going to have up the next couple of weeks. They spent the money on that screen at the World Economic Forum and put the word Great Reset on there with the World Economic Forum. Donald Trump spoke at the World Economic Forum. Angela Merkel, everybody speaks at the World Economic Forum. And CNN, the mainstream media in the United States, will tell you that the Great Reset written on their screen is a conspiracy theory. Play it for me. That's a global reset initiative is really forward-looking and takes into account the voices of all who are left behind. Now, put aside for the moment that that bring looks back like he's auditioning. Now, as we look at this last clip, it runs about a minute, minute and a half. See the names behind all these screens? You'll see UN. It's actually they're blocked, not on purpose. They're just blocked by uh, Sky News. But you'll see them, Antonio Gutierrez, the World Economic Forum, the United, the, uh, United Nations, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank. Look how they're represented here. Play it for me. It's green utopia bonkers like i said but this lunatic has some very very powerful friends determined to push the great reset button along with him now is the historical moments a time not only to fight severe virus but to shape the system we have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path it is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have a game. 
So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the time to think what history would say about International this crisis. Monetary fund. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that Antonio this human Guterres, tragedy must be a wake-up United Nations. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we right, back to me. You heard Prince Charles say, this is a unique opportunity with a narrow window for us to walk through. All right, you use coronavirus to usher in their globalist plan under another guise of climate change. You use coronavirus to usher in Joe Biden using election fraud. It's all the same. The virus is a tool for the globalist. Church closers. The globalists are the ones who will bring forth the mark of the beast and the beast himself. The new world order will come from people like Prince Charles, like Klaus Schwab, the world, did you see the names? World Economic Forum, International Monetary Fund, United Nations, others involved in this, the World Health Organization, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They're all involved in this and you close your churches for a 99.9% survivable virus? Yeah, but they keep putting out, this person died. I know every day there's another post, this person died of coronavirus, that person. Do you know how many people, how many famous people die every year of pneumonia? They put that out and, and nobody even notices, hardly anybody cares. Average age of COVID death in the United States is 80 years old. The average age of death in America is 78. Facts. That's from the CDC. But luckily, there's even more. When it comes to climate change, there's some companies coming up with some great solutions. Put up the John Solomon tweet for me. There you go. Company produces methane capturing face mask for cows. This is true. This is absolutely real. You can bring it back to me. That's absolutely real. That's not, make, that's not making up. A company has developed masks that you strap on to cows. For when, so when they burp, it contains their methane. Just be cows dropping dead, at breathing in their own expelled gases like 90% of Americans are right now. But don't worry about that. All right, changing sub subjects somewhat. This is from KWTX News 10, live from Times Square, New Year's Eve celebration. I can't, you know, my thing, I will not watch any of this garbage. I won't watch a football game with an empty stadium. I don't care if it's college championship, NFL. NFL lost me anyway with their anti, you know, well, their, their uh, racist policies, their support of Black Lives Matter, support of lawlessness against police. It lost me a while ago. I haven't watched one NFL game this year, and I boycotted the NFL for three years before. I was back on last year, and now I'm off. Well, and I'm not coming ever going back. But I'm not going to get the, the. I watched these convoluted things that the COVIDologists put out. All the COVID followers they put out. They're the weirdest. I mean, really, you can sense the demonic activity in the air, the emptiness of all of this. Play it for me. 
Fast forward a little bit, I must have given you the right time. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't want to watch all the pitbull. If I see my, there you go, put, go back, go back. There you go, right there. Look at the people in there. Back it up about 20 seconds time. There you go. Look at the people in their boxes. This is in Times Square. You stay in your boxes. I love how Planet Fitness, which is probably has most of their gyms closed everywhere, are butt kissing. Re rewind it again. I want more of the boxes. There you go. There you go. Look at this. I mean, look at how ridiculous all of this is. I mean, you should feel this in your soul. When you look at fellow Americans dancing around with their stupid balloons, their stupid masks, and they're all boxed up in their little boxes, this should bother you. Do you remember what this used to look like? Well, times have changed, Tom. This is a new normal. Bring it back to me. There is no new normal. There was never a reason to do any of this ever. If you sat right there and everybody spread COVID around, it's called herd immunity, which is what Sweden has a far lesser death rate than we do in almost every country around them. There is no point in ever, Tom, don't say that. People get, we have the flu, we have the pneumonia, we have the other coronavirus called the common cold that kills people every year. 6%. If you see 400,000 people have died of COVID, that's a lie. 6% of that 400,000 people have died of COVID. The rest of them, have been re-attributed. They've taken false death attributions and they've put them into the COVID column. That's what. That's why. How many deaths, the total deaths do we have in 2017? 2.8 million total deaths in the United States for the year. 2017, 2018, about the same, 2.8. 2019, we went up a little bit, 2.9. This year, we have in the 2.8s. Again, so explain to me how we have 400,000 excess deaths when we have exactly the same average amount of deaths that we have every year. There's never a need for any of this stuff. All right, John Cordillo tweet. He closed down Times Square for his something. I must have covered over it. <laughs> and the idiots in New York, and again, they did. They voted for it. Play it for me. There's Bill de Blasio dancing with his wife. Look how eerie it sounds. There's nobody around. This is the Democratic Party vision for America. Look at how empty this is. Do you feel it? Look at this. No sound. You remember what it used to be like? Look, it's dead silent. It is so weird. I, I can't believe anybody would embrace this. And I know that there was Christians watching this. And like, oh, you know, it's New Year. It's you know, it's a new, it's a new year and a new normal. If you've bought into this new normal, you are deceived. You're deceived. Why? Why would you buy into this? Because who do you know that's died of COVID? And you know, somebody will come in and they'll name it. You, I could anybody every year can name somebody who died of flu, somebody who died of pneumonia, all of which are being attributed. Flu has totally disappeared. Are now being attributed as COVID deaths. All right, a slight turn of direction here. This is a video from Undiscovered Truth. And this is Patrick Byrne. Some of you have seen this stuff, but it's Hillary Clinton. He was, this is the founder and CEO, former founder and CEO of Overstock.com. This is not some sort of conspiracy theory hack out there just making things up. 
He alleges in this video that Hillary Clinton accepted an $18 million bribe from Turkey. Play for him. Why they did not. I know what's in the Durham report, and I'm going to say it here. I bribed Hillary Clinton $18 million. I facilitated a bribe for Hillary Clinton on January 14, 2016, right here in this town. Hillary Clinton, I, on behalf of the FBI, I... They came to me around December 1st, 2015. They told me Hillary Clinton had accepted a bribe from Turkey for $20 million. They told me that, there, that I would be working for a group in New York, FBI agents, who had authorization to set Hillary Clinton up in a sting. They asked me to facilitate a bribe for her, an $18 million bribe from another government. The bag man from that other government was I was to befriend, and I was to get that person 10 minutes alone in a room with Hillary Clinton. I did. On January 14, 2016, Hillary Clinton was in this town, and she met in a way that was kept off her schedule. She accepted an $18 million bribe. But General Barr knows this. This is the, the Durham. They know this was what is behind it all. And I'll even tell you, I'm going to drop one more thing. I've been waiting since I've been waiting to say this publicly, and I would. This is what really happened. I will tell you. If you, if you hear this and you give me 90 seconds, your viewers will understand what's happened in the last five years in America. I've been waiting to say this on mainstream TV, and they will not have me back because once they understood what this was about. I had Hillary Clinton. I caused Hillary Clinton. I facilitated a bribe, and she took a second bribe for $18 million, and I worked with the FBI as I did that. Uh, they, they, they're deeply involved in this. They came to me three days later and told me I had to forget about it and forget that it ever happened. And I said, what are you talking about? And they gave me one excuse. They said, uh, you are, Hillary's gonna win and it's been determined, it's been decided upstairs, Nothing, nothing's gonna be able to stop that now. So she's gonna win and she's gonna send her people over to the FBI and ask who was part of investigating Hillary and any of us who were part of it are gonna be destroyed and that includes you too, Patrick. And so this mission has been scrubbed from the highest level. And I, thought about that and I said yes sir and I came but a, two or three weeks later I was back with three federal agents this time three federal agents and I let them know that wasn't sitting and and this is in Salt Lake City Utah and that that wasn't sitting well with me and I'd like to know why we had almost a year before the election they could have had me and another person in front of a grand jury in a week and gotten her indicted and they told me and this is this is the key to understanding what's happened uh, in the Latin, in America, they told me this is word for word, Patrick. You, uh, what's really going on is this: President Obama has his people across the federal bureaucracy at this point, but especially the Department of Justice. Hillary Clinton is going to be president for eight years, and nothing's going to change that. But think of there being a Bunsen burner within the Department of Justice. That evidence about the two bribes you were part of gathering is going to be sitting on the Bunsen burner. And the hand on the Bunsen burner is going to be one of Barack Obama's people. If Hillary's a good girl and defends Obamacare, that flame stays low. If she's a bad girl and thinks for herself, it's going to get turned up high. That way, Barack Obama's going to manage Hillary Clinton for the eight years she's president, and then she's going to step down, and Michelle's going to run. And Patrick, that's the plan. That came out of the lips of a federal agent. It was confirmed to me this spring, they, the Durham investigation has located, has that plan was called the uh, Operation Snow Globe. That was Brennan Obama's name for it. They, Snow Globe, they were trying to get Hillary to step into a snow globe. I'm looking for a prop. A snow globe that anytime they wanted, they could then pick up and shake for eight years. Uh, my bribe was the bait to get her to step into the snow globe. 
That's all from it. This isn't a theory. I'm the guy in the room. I'm acknowledging I took part in all this, and I, I was, thought I was helping them conduct federal law enforcement. It turned out that I was having them, helping them set up Hillary Clinton for, for a, a deep state to control her. And that's, and I said, so that's why, and I came up public a year ago with some pictures that showed me with this Russian redhead, Maria Butina, lovely woman, that said, and so I'm saying this entire thing, this last five years, has been a coup. It was a, from Obama against Hillary, that when Trump won in a fluke, it got morphed into the Russian collusion delusion. And I say that as the guy they had romancing Maria and bribing Hillary Clinton. So I'm about as involved in this as you can get, and I promise you that's exactly what happened. And what we're seeing here is the last act play out. I was uh, the last act play out. And the reason I mentioned that I knew in October 2018 that this was going to happen was because in 2018 I was offered, uh, a federal agent came to tell me, Patrick, you need to understand there are billionaires walking around this world that we made and we're prepared to do the same for you. You just have to stay calm. You just have to stay quiet through the election. And by that election, I knew he meant 2020 election. So I've known that they were going to hijack this election since October of 2018. All right. So you look at this. We're only going to talk about this briefly. You saw everything. So there's no use going back over. This is Patrick Byrne, former CEO and founder of Overstock.com. This is not some hack. He facilitated an $18 million bribe to Hillary Clinton from Turkey. That's absolute fact. As he said, this is not a theory. I was the guy in the room. He's been in high-level meetings with Donald Trump himself. Absolute fact. He stated it. There's video of it. He signed into the White House. They decided not to prosecute her. Basically, they set her up so that she would be on that Bunsen burner and that test tube so that whenever they wanted to, they could heat it up. And it was called Operation Snow Globe. It absolutely happened. This is the world that we live in. It stopped, it's time to stop living in delusion and take your stand. It's time to do it. All right, Donald Trump Jr. tweet. This is the future the Democrats want. Sean Davis puts it this way. It's no longer a felony in California to intentionally give another person AIDS or HIV. But if you go to church or workplace, the Democratic governor there doesn't like, you could end up in prison. Absolute fact. Here's another future the Democratic Party has for you. Here's Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., of Washington, D.C. We know we have the, the largest rally probably in American history. is coming up January 6th for Donald Trump when the electors are certified for the 2020 election. She has put out, she, this is Muriel Bowser, the same person who refused, refused to protect Republicans leaving uh, the RNC from the White House. And you had many of those incidences on the street, including, uh, you know, some Dan Bongino, Rand Paul were harassed and or battered on the streets because this woman, this evil woman, that's her ridiculous face right there. This evil woman refused to protect them. And now what she's done is ordered all hotels, restaurants, grocery stores, gas stations, convenience stores to close on January 4th, 5th and 6th to discourage Trump supporters from gathering in D.C. I wonder how she's doing that. Could it be through COVID? For all, read the bottom. For all the patriots heading to D.C., bring extra water, food, blankets, supplies, and have a plan of where to sleep. Patriots not going to D.C., echo this info. Do share it with everybody you possibly can. Speaking of COVID, this is a Fox News update, and this is Cuomo. 
And he's threatening you that if you want to avoid future, if you want to avoid restrictions, I thought it was supposed to be over. I thought that we had to put in our time, the new normal, 2020, and it would all be over. 15 days to flatten the curve, all those things, right? Coming up on a year now. Two more months will be at a year. Two more months a year will be at. Two months and about a week will be at. 365 days of 15 days to flatten the curve. And Como's saying, you know what? You better better keep on complying or I'll put more restrictions on you in 2021. Play it for me. Fazio announcing a mandatory quarantine for travelers from the UK because of a new COVID strain there. If you don't comply with the quarantine, that's a $1,000 fine to begin day one. If you continue not to comply with the quarantine, it is $1,000 for each additional day. I want to really make sure I'm getting this point across. We don't want to penalize people. Everyone's been through hell this year. We don't want to, but if you don't follow the quarantine, you're endangering everyone else in the city right as we're fighting the second wave. And New York Governor Andrew Cuomo also continuing to push for restrictions on travel from the UK. When did government become so bureaucratic and so apathetic and so slow that basic common sense eludes them? because that's what this is. 120 countries around the globe. Any official who hears anything, test before they come. It's not banning, it's not impeding. Test before they come. Governor Cuomo also urging New Yorkers to be smart while celebrating the holidays to avoid more restrictions in the new year. Did everybody hear that last part? Los Angeles Lakers celebrating. Bring back to me. Did everybody hear that last part? He encouraged everybody to obey your COVID laws to avoid more restrictions next year. Who are these people? I've told you this before, and I'm not trying to be lewd here. I'm really not. I'm I'm a pastor of a church. I don't know how. I do not know any other way to frame it except it's almost like a sexual fetish, control and power. For these people is like a sexual fetish. See, you and I are like, why would anybody, again, right here, why would anybody want to control somebody? I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to tell you what you can and cannot do. I know we have to have laws like don't murder and don't steal. I get it. That's about all we need are things like that. That's it in a military. But these people, it really is. It's like a fetish for them. They want to control. You better do what I tell you to do, or I'm going to put more restrictions on you next year. Who who talks like that? And you see how rational? It's not a ban. It's not a this. It's not a that. It's common sense. Common sense? Closing down the world for a 0.1 post-infection death rate is common sense to you, you galactic moron. All right, Justin Hart, let's look at the numbers, shall we? Let's see how rational it really is. Core rates from the CDC, some takeaways. The rate of hospitalization is now, look at everybody, look here, is now the same rate of being hospitalized from influenza. So you have a 3% chance It's not a ban. It's common sense. Be tested. It's the same as influenza. If you catch it, you have a a 3% chance of going to the hospital. If you catch influenza, you have a 3% chance of going to the hospital. 
If you catch COVID, you have a 3% chance to go to the hospital. You have a 97% chance of never going to the hospital. Facts. I, I don't get how people don't see this. I really don't, especially inside the church. Now get ready for this part. This is an anomaly video talking about Bill Gates, Moderna, and Trump. And you're going to be like, Tom, you're bashing Trump. Listen, I told you, I'm not for Project Warp Speed. Look at me now. I am not for Project Warp Speed. I will never take the vaccine. Nobody in my house will take the vaccine. I wouldn't give that vaccine to a mouse who lived in my house. Period. Who knows what's in that thing? Play it for me so they don't get sued. Sometimes you read about Purdue Pharmaceuticals or you see a Johnson & Johnson commercial or you see one of a dozen drug commercials and they talk about lawsuits for a past product that they once told you was safe. Well, the companies that Bill Gates funds don't have to worry about all that because they have legal immunity. Isn't that just convenient? And you're not even allowed to talk about it on social media. They'll call you a kook while they walk around looking like this and they'll race you from the public sphere so fast your head will spin. Does that mean that they're right? Of course not. Does it mean the information that they're posting is true? Of course not. Does it mean that critical thinking's bad? No. Does it mean that you can't lie with statistics? Of course not. I just showed you and Bill Gates just showed you. They just know how to control you. And I guess a lot of people just submit to it, don't think for themselves, or afraid to speak up. And a lot of people like President Trump because they thought he was gonna do something about the liability. In fact, many still do. They make up fake theories all the time to try to justify what President Trump's doing because they think in their head, he's gonna do what they want him to do. But similar to left-wingers, a lot of them cognitive dissidents and they just block out information that isn't what they wanna hear. For example, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. explains how Trump almost set up a vaccine safety council with him, but decided to go with big pharma executives instead. So anyway, so anyway, so Big Pharma so stepped in and put pharma some money in. in and, and Trump appoints pharma, uh, Pfizer's lobbyist to run FDA, um, Scott Gottlieb, and Eli Lilly's lobbyist, Alex Azar, to run HHS. And as soon as they came in, they shut us down. And was that a big, were you bummed about that? Was I bummed? Yeah, I was very bummed. I'd have been bummed. Yeah. Of course, I just we, we, it man. was like within our grasp, you know. In both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccines. And, and somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. So whether people want to admit it or not, this explains why Trump has become a vaccine salesman. Ivanka Trump said in January 13th, Trump partnered with Moderna and the NIH. That's before everybody was really taking coronavirus seriously. Interesting. January 13th. Business Insider reported on January 27th that Jeff Bezos hosted an extravagant after party for a secret club whose members wear gold medals and it was attended by Ivanka Trump and Bill Gates just a few weeks later. Interesting. Bill Gates has been funding Moderna for years who didn't have a product before this mRNA vaccine and gave them over a million dollars in March of 2019. Interesting. President Trump has been the biggest fanatic of Moderna, buying hundreds of millions of their doses, some months ago before their trials were done, and some just a few weeks ago. He's such a Moderna fanatic that he tweeted, Moderna now applying for emergency vaccine approval. FDA must act 
quickly. Operation Warp Speed has been a great modern day miracle. He went from skeptic to full-blown vaccine salesman who is proud of his accomplishment of rushing a vaccine out to the public faster than anyone ever, knowing that the companies are completely immune from liability. President Bolsonaro right, of Brazil me. mentioned this, but I don't want to play that. See, I'm not a Trump sycophant. Where he's wrong. See, I chew on the meat and spit out the bones. I've, listen, I hope that Trump is sworn in. I believe that he will be sworn in on January 20th. I do. I want him to be. I voted for him twice. If it, you know, if uh, if Trump doesn't get sworn in on the 20th and he runs again in four years, I'll vote for him again. But he's wrong on vaccines. He met with Bill Gates. Listen, it's just like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. there. He's wrong about everything in life. He's wrong about it. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. will kill the unborn, but want to save that same unborn person that he killed in the womb from a vaccine one year after he butchered him in the womb. So he's wrong about a lot of stuff. Trump is actually right about a lot of stuff and wrong about a few things. He is wrong about vaccines, especially Project Warp Speed and the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine that is being pumped into millions of Americans as we speak. He is wrong. I'm not, listen, that's how you know I'm a principled man. I may lose viewers from saying something bad about Trump. I am not a Trump sycophant. When Trump does wrong, I point it out. When Trump does right, I point it out. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. For whatever is more than that's from the evil one. Matthew 5.37. Trump met with Bill Gates and Bill Gates said, oh no, there's nothing to that. Vaccines are always good. He was going to have a vaccine safety council and backed off of it instead of pointing Pfizer lobbyists into power positions. What about Bill Gates? This is from RFK Jr. Children's Health Defense. Regarding Bill Gates, labs, independent labs have found the sterility formula in every vaccine tested. After denying the charges, the World Health Organization finally admitted it had been developing the sterility vaccines for over a decade. Similar accusations came from Tanzania, Nicaragua, Mexico, and the Philippines. As RFK Jr. has pointed out, the way it works is, if any of this is false, then Bill Gates should sue him immediately for libel. However, it's not false, so he can't. Bill Gates has said what? What's Bill Gates' number one goal? The man that's meeting with our president, our favorite president, the one I want to be president for the next four years. When Bill Gates met with him, the president asked him, is, is there anything true about this RFK stuff? Oh, no, nothing true at all. Really? Okay. Here's Bill Gates again, promising to eradicate polio with $1.2 billion. Gates took control of India's National Advisory Board, NAB, and mandated 50 polio vaccines up from five, 50, five zero, 50 polio vaccine to every child before they turn five. So 10 vaccine vaccinations for polio alone every year until you turn five. And you believe the people that tell you to pump two coronavirus vaccines in your arm? This is who you believe. This is who you're following. And they butcher the unborn without thinking twice about it. Look at what happened. Indian doctors blame Gates, the Gates campaign. For a devastating vaccine strain polio epidemic that paralyzed 496 
thousand children between 2000 and 2017. Facts. And so Donald Trump is wrong on. I stand against him on vaccines. I may go up to the rally. I haven't decided yet. I may go up to the rally on DC. Last minute, drive up there. I may do it in favor. I love Donald Trump, but you know what? He's wrong on this. A lot of Christians, a lot of people get very offended. They're like, you're standing up against Trump. Well, you're the ones who are against vaccines too. Speak it. If there was more of us that stood up and spoke those things, and we didn't close our churches, and we didn't close our businesses, and we stood up, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in right now. We wouldn't have had an election that was driven by mail-in balloting put on by coronavirus. We should have stood up a long time ago. I did. I'm not trying to be braggadocious. I never closed, never will. All right, DJHJ Media. Georgia reports that ballots are being moved that were to be audited Monday of this week. A group of Georgia citizens asked a Fulton County Superior Court for access to election ballots from the 2020 presidential election to visually and forensically. There needs to be a forensic audit. Examine all ballots. It's not been done. Why is this happening right now on January 1st, 2021, instead of November 5th? Using technology that was created and outlined by Javon, Javon Pulitzer. This man, I hope, has the opportunity to save the 2020 election. And I, I hope that he's for real and presented at a hearing on Wednesday for a Georgia Senate subcommittee on voter fraud. When he saw Javon Pulitzer, when he saw spikes of numbers being added to the numbers and saw strange behavior, Pulitzer created, get this, a technology to do a forensic scan to test the paper ink on the ballots. He said he wanted to check the folds on the ballots because he said all these ballots have unique IDs, IDs, fake lines, and they can be easily decoded. All right, look, take a look at this video. Play for me. Who voted and are very upset about this illegal uh, scanning of ballots. So we want to inspect the ballots. That way everybody will know for sure uh, if, if, in fact, any of them in Fulton County are fraudulent or, or not. They are asking Fulton Superior Court for a temporary injunction. If allowed, the batch of ballots that was counted unsupervised will be inspected using technology created by inventor Jovan Pulitzer. Those lines on that ballot are rules. Long before it could go into a computer and become something digital, the voter expressed their intent. So that's why we look for the folds. But that's not all we look for. First off, that fold, when you look at it forensically, you see the entire paper broken. You see the lines broken. Pulitzer, who created QR code Scan to Connect and helped pioneer fixed dial-up internet, switched gears after election night. He says when he saw the ballot count spike for Biden on election night and heard of witnesses testifying about masses of mail-in ballots with no folds, he was moved to create technology to check the authenticity of a ballot using a forensic scan. Well, did you know from a forensic level that you can tell absolutely the difference between paper here in the United States or paper that was made in China? There's different formulations, different inks, even different fibers. And on our systems, we're able to tell every one of these. But the bottom line is really simple. Regardless of the side you're on, this is no longer about the president. This is no longer about parties. This is only about you as a citizen. Will your vote count going forward? 
Checking the folds is part of the forensic inspection. Pulitzer explains the technology can also detect the kind of ink used to mark the ballot. All of these have unique IDs, but you, the one that was done by a machine, because their printing dynamics are completely different, sticks out like a sore thumb. Here is a fake squiggle by a computer. Even though they could try to come up with fake squiggles by a computer, the one on the right, you still see the artifacts left over by it being a simple printing mechanism. All of these can be easily decoded. See, this is all that needed to happen from the very beginning. It's all that needed. This Javon Pulitzer has been around for a while. All that needed to happen. I heard this from Rodney Howard Brown in a message from his church. I got the verbiage from him. A forensic audit needed to be done from day one. It is not hard to tell what's a fraudulent ballot. Why won't Brad Raffensperger do it? From Georgia, Brian Kemp from Georgia, and it's not. Why won't Why won't Pennsylvania Tommy Wolf do it? Why won't you do it? Why won't Why can't we have a forensic audit of all of the ballots? Why would you not want that? If you were Joe Biden, if you want to race, I'm stealing this from Dinesh D'Souza. If you wanted, if you were somebody who won a race, and you said, and the other person said you jumped the gun, there's a false start. You would want the video to show that you actually legally won. You rightfully won, wouldn't you? They're, right now, they're calling. There are people, call Keith Oberman, calling for the arrest of Republicans who want a forensic audit of the ballots. This is what's going on right now in the Senate. Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, Steve Daines, James Lank, Lankford, John Kennedy, Marsha Blackburn, Mike Braun, Cynthia Loomis, Roger Marshall, Bill Haggerty, Tommy Tuberville, and Josh Hawley have all said that they are going to stand up They're going to deny the certification of this false election. And people are calling for their arrest. Why? You're just wanting to forensically audit ballots. What they're saying is we're going to vote against it unless you forensically audit the ballots in Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. That's all they're asking. Why was this not done a long time ago? Our election wizard uh, tweet. There you go. Put up there. There you go. Witness says 136,000 votes for Joe Biden appeared after poll watchers were dismissed from the State Farm Arena. And, now, these are sworn affidavits. Why are they not heard in a court? Why? Why? Why would you not hear it? All right, put up the first one for me. There you go. See that big giant arrow? You can't really read the numbers, but it actually says 136,000 some odd votes showed up at one time. If you were to scroll up and down there, you can actually expand it on your screen. This is how I got it. I couldn't make it any better. I tried. The highest numbers anywhere else are like 37,000. Lo and behold, during the water main break and all of the Republican poll watchers being dismissed from the Fulton County Poll Center, This is where you had 137,000 votes show up, 84% for Biden, 16% for Trump. Name one, bring it back to me, bring it back to me. The the worst Donald Trump does in any other place in the country is 20-something odd percent. And lo and behold, in this one little flicker, in the middle of the night, after after the counting had stopped, 137,000 ballots show up for Biden alone. And the same thing happened at the TLC Center, or whatever it's called, in Detroit. TLC, that doesn't sound right. TCL, TLC, whatever it is in Detroit. Same thing happened there at 4 o'clock in the morning. 137,000 ballots showed up then too. 
And those were 100% for Biden. And nobody wants to look. If I won the race, I'd want to look, even if it cost me the race. All right, put up that one for me. All right, voters sue Fulton to inspect uh, ballots, the compelling evidence. Video evidence shows a group of workers illegally scanning thousands of unsealed ballots hidden under skirted table. Five scanners, 3,000 plus ballots per hour, nearly two hours. Monitors were told scanning would stop for the night, but it continued. Two affidavits, sworn affidavits, announcement on video. Why is this not looked into? Three media reports. Experienced auditors claim they handled fraudulent ballots, four affidavits, never heard in a court, never presented in a court. Not one judge will take a look at it, including all nine cowards in the Supreme Court. Election feed shows huge spike in Biden votes just after ballots were processed illegally. That's that 137,000 votes. Bring it back to me. Just remember, those 130,000 votes came in right after the water main break. That never happened. There's no record of any water main break. There's a record of a urinal leaking. That's it. That's what. That's all that's happened so far. And now they're alleging that votes are being moved. They, they call for this audit. They've won this audit now in Georgia to, to, for Fulton County. Like last week, they were talking about, we, we audited the ballots in Cobb County. Cobb County's Republican. Who cares? And they're all singing the CNN politics, MSNBC, all the liberal loon hacks libtard morons on Twitter. Look, another one. There was nothing wrong. And again, Cobb County, you might as well audit Sarasota County where I live. It's like 90% Republicans, not that high. It's probably 60, high 60% Republican. Audit those. Of course, it's going to be, it's not going to be fraudulent. Second of all, Ron DeSantis runs our state, not Brian Kemp, who is corrupt, and Brad Raffensperger, who is corrupt. Those, but now they've got, they've got the rights to actually forensically audit the ballots in Fulton County done from the State Farm Arena where the spike happened in the middle of the night after the water main break and all the Republicans were told they could leave and go home and the ballots were pulled out from under a table that had a tablecloth over it, hiding it. And on video, you see the woman, Ruby, her name's Ruby, and her daughter was with her. Her daughter was her supervisor. Run the same stack of ballots at least three times through the machine. Why does that not disqualify every ballot that went through that night in the State Farm Center? Why? You see it on video. The woman runs the same ballots through the machine three times. I watched it. Why does that not invalidate it? What, what is the matter with us? It's literally like watching a murder happen. You see the murder happen, you go, it didn't happen. What, what? Just imagine if that was what happened. You see a crime occur, and by the way, what she did is a federal crime, and she's not being prosecuted. They're breaking into people's houses and arresting them for having more than six people in their house because of COVID. But right there, a federal election fraud crime is committed on videotape. And not only is she not arrested, not only is she not charged, but those votes are still counted, as well as the 10,000 dead people that counted, that, uh, that, that are still counted. The 14,000 people that voted out of the state of Georgia, that voted, like say they moved to Tennessee, they voted in that state and Georgia, that's 14, almost all for Biden. Those are still in that count that was certified by Brian Kemp. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, here's the ballots. They're attempted to be moved. You flip to the next picture. There you go. Fulton County, November 20, uh, 2020, very clear from the Gateway Pundit. 
Patrick Byrne, the guy that we just showed you a minute ago, this guy, I'm starting to love him, founder of Overstock.com and now member of the Trump team, who is attempting to prove massive voter fraud across the country, released some shocking news moments ago in a series of tweets. You put out that, put out that next, there you go, right there. Now, these ballots were mailed to Dwight Brower, an election official, from where? Phoenix, Arizona. Why? Well, I mean, what, what on earth is going on here? I want you to think about it. And now there's been trucks that have been seen pulling over, loading up ballots that have now been basically subpoenaed so that they can be forensically audited and be destroyed. Why? I, it's just truly amazing to me. That you sit there and you watch these things. It is absolute fact there was never a water main break. Absolute fact that Ruby sat there and counted the same ballots three times and nobody does a thing. Absolute fact that 10,000 people that were dead voted. 14,000 that were out of state voted. Thousands that were, their address was the, was the United States Post Office or FedEx, they voted. Thousands that were underage, registered by Stacey Abrams, voted. They'll tell you that you're unconstitutional all that you do. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Reminder, Democrats have objected to the electoral certification the last three times a Republican won, and they're calling for all of us to be arrested. All right, Dan Bongino video, shifting back. We're we're attacked by two prongs. This is a two-prong attack at all times. The prong is fraud and COVID. Back to COVID. This is a Dan Bongino video. School board official travels to Puerto Rico. You got to wait till I'm done. Hold on. I'm going to bring it all the way back to its spot, 3205, and don't start it till I'm done talking. All right, this is a school board official. Tells everybody we cannot open schools because it's too unsafe, but what does she do herself? Now play it for me. You want to see how people you put in power over your life when you think big government is your savior? How their incentives aren't your incentives? This is a school board official, a video about a school board official, who wants schools to remain shut down but seems to live by a different set of rules herself. Check this story out. Sarah Chambers is on the union's executive board as an area vice president. As recently as today, she tweeted to rally special education teachers not to return to work Monday because it's unsafe. But just a few hours earlier, Chambers posted a picture on Instagram that appears to show her poolside in Puerto Rico and talking about going to old San Juan for seafood. The post also mentions that she previously had COVID, got a negative test result and consulted her doctor before traveling. Both Chambers and the teachers union have not responded to our request for comment. Since we reached out though, Chambers has deleted her Instagram account. (laughs) The Chicago teachers union is threatening the possibility of a strike if the district pushes ahead plans to reopen school buildings all right back to me so how many stories do we have to see like this over and over again an official who says that it's too unsafe for you they're off doing whatever they want and it's so sad that anybody listen i pick on it in the in descending order christians conservatives and then everybody else it's sad that anybody would follow these galactic morons do what i tell you to do what's good for thee is not good for me and they'll do whatever they want whether it's the Austin mayor who tell, tells everybody, don't travel for Thanksgiving, stay at home, don't mix with anybody outside of your house. Then he himself gets on his own private, not his own, but gets on a private jet, flies to Cabo San Lucas, has Thanksgiving with a bunch of family members that he doesn't live with, does exactly the opposite. 
of what he told everybody else to do, the school board official, exactly the opposite, and deletes her social media account after she's found out, and Christians still are put, put, still put masks on. It absolutely astonishes me that anybody could be such a lapdog ankle grabber. I am just shocked by it. I really am. All right, Shaunasaurus Rex tweet. This is actor Nick Searcy. This is a little bit old, but I like it so much, I at least wanted to play part of it. Is a patriot in California violating Gavin Newsom's lockdown orders? Love this guy. Searcy is sending a message to local ministers to reopen their churches anyway. Good work, Nick. He's violating in his own walk here. This is a violation of Gavin Newsom's order. And he just says, go pound sound, Gaz- uh, uh, Gavin. Play it for me. Hello, and welcome to day 28 of my non-essential walk in Los Angeles. And today I'm out not only walking, but I'm violating the stay-at-home order that has been extended indefinitely by Gavin Newsom here in the state of California, which means that I am definitely not going to stay at home. Not today, and not any day. Today I'm walking past a church that I used to attend periodically here in uh, Burbank called Media City Church. And of course it's closed. They're having services that are streamed over the internet and you can come and sit in the parking lot, but you can't go in that building and go to church because that's not safe. Now Walmart's safe, Costco's safe, largest Ikea in the world is in Burbank, that's okay but you can't go in that church because it's too dangerous. I'm telling you right now, these ministers that are closing their churches, that are not giving their congregation the freedom to choose whether or not they come to church during this pandemic to make their own decisions about their health. You ministers are serving someone other than God. I'm sorry. Amen. Matthew 18, 20. Whenever two or three of you are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst. Amen. You guys need to uh, rethink your positions here. The government is trying to destroy religious freedom, and that's why this country was founded. A totalitarian state cannot exist if people believe in God And that's why the first thing they try to do when they take over the government is get rid of the churches. Stop helping them do it. Open your churches up. Let people make their own decisions, you know, like they do in a free country. See, they can't arrest us all. They can't arrest us all. I never close, never will. It's very easy for me. In the state of Florida, Rodney Howard Brown took the pinch for everybody else. He got arrested in the state of Florida. One day later, after Rodney Howard, got, Howard Brown got arrested in Hillsborough County, the River Church, where if you need a church tomorrow that's never compromised, never closed, go to the River Church in Tampa or come here, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Google map us. I don't even like to use the word Google. Duck, duck, go us, whatever you want to call it. Find out how far we are away. 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Come tomorrow. I don't care if it's a two-hour drive. Get here. Don't go to a capitulating church. If that means I have people that drive over an hour, drive two hours to be here every Sunday morning because they're not going to go to a lap dog church 
that's closed with Zoom services or that's open and has no touch services and alcohol gel stations everywhere and it's uh, you know social distancing. You're only allowed in one way and out another and are closed again now because of the second wave and the super corona that's out now, according to Anthony Fauci. Don't go to that. It's time for radical action. But Nick Searcy is correct. They never should have closed. For what? Again, you know, Cuomo's talking about logic. How deadly is this virus? I mean, come on. 0.1 post-infection death rate. If you catch it, who cares? If yes, you're 80 with comorbidities, it's not much of a problem. Well, there's Tom, there's exceptions. There's always exceptions. There's people who die of common colds every year, flus, pneumonia every year who are healthy. There's always exceptions. You don't run your life, but they have found the way. They have found the way. Like Nick, Nick Searcy said, every totalitarian you could ever track, Mao Zedong, Stalin, Hitler, Mussolini, Nicholas Moderno, or whoever you want, they will go after the church first. And if we, I mean, this is the, not only is this the church of Jesus Christ, and that's the most important by far, but this is the American church. And you're closed again, pastor, in Port Charlotte, Florida. You're closed again in Venice, Florida. You're closed again in California, Oregon, where Kansas, wherever you are. You're closed again for what? Well, I'm saving life. Whose lives? 0.1%? I'll do anything to save. No, you don't. You never closed for the flu before. Hospitalization rate's the same. It's moronic. All right, this one here, I've been trying to get this video in, these two videos in for weeks. This is Kamala Harris. <laughs> and she, I just marvel at what a literal prostitute this person is. She'll celebrate anything to get a vote. Play it for me. Happy holidays, everyone. I wanted to take a moment to send my warmest wishes to everyone celebrating Kwanzaa. Like so many other holidays, we will be celebrating Kwanzaa a little differently this season in our home. We'll be doing it over Zoom. You know, my sister and I, we grew up celebrating Kwanzaa. Every year, our family would, and our extended family would right, Tom, gather around across multiple generations. Hey, everybody. We we're here to talk about one of our favorite holidays in our big modern family. Hanukkah. And why do you love Hanukkah? <laughs> I love Hanukkah because it really no is about Look at her think. and bringing <laughs> right, light bring where there me. has been. I won't make you listen to it too much, but that woman will do anything at, anything at all to absolutely pander to get any vote. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Do you really think that she celebrated Kwanzaa growing up? Do you really think so? Uh, since she's not African-American, uh, no, she doesn't have one ounce of African-American blood in her, by the way. Not one. Her father is not African-American. Her mother's not African-American. It's an absolute fraud. And I read an article, I believe, that proved that she's never celebrated Kwanzaa in her life. I mean, come on. I like this one here. This is a Lauren Bobart tweet. Just supporting the Second Amendment. Put that out there. Put it up for me. There you go. 21 Democrats wrote a letter to Nancy Pelosi asking her to stop me from being able to carry on Capitol Hill, carry her firearm. I choose to defend my family and my life with all the force the Constitution provides. Amen, sister. I'm honored that 82 of my colleagues have decided to stand with me. They're all on the bottom. You can go over to her Twitter feed and get those names. You need to know who supports the Second Amendment. And I mean really, really supports 
the Second Amendment. Second Amendment's everything. It is the reason why we are not Australia. It is the reason why we are not Great Britain. Listen, those countries, they are gone, everybody. They're gone. It's a sad deal, but they are gone. Even, listen, and I hate to say this, but even the conservative media from those countries, I don't know about Great Britain, I only know about Australia from Sky News, they they capitulate to Corona, as do all the conservatives in this country. I mean, all is an exaggeration. A large percentage of conservative pundits are always butt-kissing Corona. This is the pandemic of a lifetime. In the midst of this pandemic, in this unprecedented time. How's it an unprecedented time when we do not have any excess deaths this year? We have the exact same, if not a few less, deaths than we had last year. It makes no sense whatsoever. Here's an interesting tweet. You can put it up there for me. Nashville, the Hill tweet. There you go. Nashville bombers, girlfriend, warned police last year he was making explosives, report shows. That's some fine police work right there, is it not? And again, you're like, Tom, weren't you a cop for 25 years? Yeah, years, yeah, 92 to 2017. Don't care. What's crappy is crappy. You were warned a year ago this guy's making bombs? I read the police report. And they did nothing? Why was he not surveilled? Why was the FBI not notified? The FBI said in their report that there was no police knowledge of this guy whatsoever. That's not true. It was absolutely reported to the NPD that this guy was making bombs. Well, luckily, you've got, this is a uh, TN Patriot tweet. and put that up there for me. Why is that so blurry? Uh, it's blurry for me. Last night I heard that it wasn't blurry for anybody else. Well, that's the Nashville mayor. I can't even read the thing on there. I'll read what I have. We have uh, In Nashville, we have a tyrant as a mayor, John Cooper. That's all that I can even read on here. So I'll just play the video for me. Play the video. There it is. And make sure that, you know, that, hey, freeze you know, it for me real quick. Now, what I want you to do is pay attention. This is a liberal hack Democrat. And by the way, is an absolute COVID tyr- uh, tyrannical totalitarian he's the one who is falsely on the record falsely blaming bars and restaurants for for uh spreading covid which was an absolute lie which he used to then propagate his own agenda of closing them down again this is that guy look how he responds to a massive bombing in the middle of his city play for me today rewind it to the beginning and then make sure the volume's up nice and loud this is the only explosion that's going to happen in Nashville today. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, the, the dramatic thing you can bring it back to me. I'm not going to make, make you listen to his propaganda. The guy sits there and he's talking about, did everybody see the damage from that bomb? I know it's old news now. But again, this is an old video and people have already seen it. But the guy sits there, this Democratic hack, sits there and laughs. <laughs> this is the only explosion that's going to happen today in, in Nashville. See, these people don't care about human life. They don't care about crushing. This guy's never missed a paycheck. But all the bar and restaurant owners, I hate alcohol. I'm just telling you, they have a right to run their businesses. But all the bars and restaurants and small stores are done for life. For life. There's an argument in D.C. right now about whether to send $600 or $2,000. Our rent in the building that I'm sitting in right now is $7,000 a month. What good, if I was running a business instead of a church, and there, well, you know, churches took all that bailout money too, by the way. I never took a dime because we never closed. 
But what good would it do to send somebody who's, who's rent in New York City for their little hole-in-the-wall restaurant is $10,000 a month, which they've been paying on a credit card, and now they're $150,000 in debt, and you're arguing about whether to send them $600 or $2,000? That's just prototypical Washington, D.C. Prototypical Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Schumer. Prototypical. What, what's the point? Open up the country. But that's how these people are. They've never missed a paycheck. <laughs> that's the only explosion <laughs> that we're going to have <laughs> in, in Nashville. They don't care. His life wasn't destroyed. His paycheck's coming on Friday. All the bars and restaurants and small businesses that he's destroyed for life, they can't come back. People are like, well, you know what? Once everybody reopens, they'll all come back. They can't. They're bank freaking rupt. They're bankrupt. They're not coming back. Up to 40% of the businesses that have closed because of COVID are never coming back because of guys like Cooper, the mayor of Nashville, and Gretchen Whitmer, and Andrew Cuomo, and Phil Murphy, Kate Brown, Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden. You can name them all. They've never missed one paycheck ever. And my son put out a video clip off of our last podcast of the, of Steny Hoyer. Was it Steny Hoyer? Is that the right name? Can't remember. Yeah, I believe it was Steny Hoyer. Begging all pouty on the House floor because they weren't getting a cost of living increase. A cola raise. They never missed. That's, the, that's in Congress. They get paid between $174,000 and $200,000 a year. They've never missed a paycheck yet. And he's crying about not getting a cola raise. While his own businesses and his own constituency are closed forever. I want you to think about what it would be like to be told you cannot make a living. No, you're out. Your children, you're going to go on welfare. You busted your hump your whole life. And you're told it's over. And there's, you can't afford to move. You, can't, you, you, can't, you don't have the money to, to, to rent a U-Haul truck, to move to another state. They, nobody will buy your home in Portland. Nobody will buy your home in the state of Washington. Who would move under the totalitarian regime of Kate Brown? Who would move there? Who would move to New York City under Bill de Blasio? Who, who would move to, to Portland under Teddy Wheeler? Under Jenny Durkin in Seattle? Who would move there? Who would move to San Francisco, which is just a human cesspool under London Breed? Who would move to these places? New York is stacked full of trash. I told this story recently. I just can't help but tell it. It's very quick. Rodney Howard Brown was telling it at church when I was at the minister's conference at the River Church in Tampa. And he was talking about, a friend of his telling him about what it's like in New York in the summer right now. There's absolute lawlessness. So there's homeless people defecating on the streets and the sidewalks are so hot that it fries the poop while you're sitting and you're forced to eat outside. Because they've closed all indoor dining. So you're getting to eat your food. Maybe you got a little uh, ribeye. And all of a sudden you're like, what's that? Oh, that's just a homeless person's cooking cooking poop right next to you. That is the absolute synopsis of the Democratic Party. Absolute synopsis. Cooking feces. That's them. Well, here we got Paul Blart going crazy. Paul Blart, mall cop, put up the truth seeker tweet for me. This is insanity, folks. 
They are trying to kick this guy out of the mall for wearing a Trump mask. Paul Blart go, goes wild. Play it for me. Can I get a reaction? I shouldn't be shocked that I've had a reaction. Right. No, it's just I've, I've had this last week. Now I've come in here almost every day. First time somebody said something. The people that are walking in the mall every day. And then they appear. You're gonna turn that off, or you're out of here. Why is he getting kicked out for a Trump mask? It's private property. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, it because is. you're 17 no, and you're in. I'm not 17. I'm 21. Turn off or leave. Or leave. 7109. Ooh, so scared. Oh, ooh. All right, you bring it back to me. So they're trying to kick this guy out for wearing a Trump mask. Here's a fun one. Just wanted to make this available for all of my awesome podcast followers and watchers. I wanted to let you know that this there's a sale going on. Put that tweet up for me from Joe Biden. There you go. This is a, this is dated from a few days ago, but. With just over 20 days until Inauguration Day, there's never been a better time to stock up on Biden inaugural gear. Head to store.bidenaugural.org to find everything you need. Oh, is there something on the bottom too? Celebrate the inauguration of Joseph Biden. Oh, come on. So there you go. Just wanted to let everybody know that if you need any Biden gear, (laughs) that it's available to you. It's always funny because, you know, a cop, Andrea Ocasio, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez also has a clothing uh, store online that you can buy all sorts of very expensive clothing also. It's always very funny to me how socialists in America are filthy, rotten, rich, and yet every, want everybody else to be poor. That's always really funny to me. I, I mean, Three House Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders, a multimillionaire. Notice how he no longer bashes billionaires and millionaires. He used now he's eliminated millionaires. He only bashes billionaires. And so you have the about socialists selling Biden gear online. <laughs> All right, three three eight five South Access Road, Foundation Church, nine a.m. tomorrow morning and eleven fifteen a.m. tomorrow morning. Join with me. Let's pray over our country. Lord, for this Biden, I mean, for not the Biden rally. Oof, I just take that back, Lord. I stop praying, and I start praying again right now. Lord, for the Trump rally coming up on January 6th. Lord, have your way. Use it, Lord, to usher in your will for this country. Bless with safety all that are there, and make it a great time, Lord, for America, for conservatism, for Christianity. And Lord, usher in your perfect plan and your perfect will for our country, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen and amen. If you can be here tomorrow, Google that address I told you. Join with me tomorrow. We will get you in. You'll be here. If you're from out of town, come up and tell me tomorrow. I'll make you stand up in the service, maybe, if if you're not uncomfortable with it. I like to acknowledge when people come from way far away. But listen, I love you guys. Stand up. I really do love you. I come across hard because I am. Listen, I am hardcore. I take sides, period. I am hardcore. I take sides. But I'm also full of love for you. I really am. Devote yourself to the study of the Word of God. 
Commit yourself to it. See the unfolding events in the Word of God. Don't let unfolding events be your theology. See the unfolding events in your theology, which is the Word of God. Thank you all for watching tonight. I love you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. God bless you.